الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى صلى الله تعالى عليه وعلى اله واصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا اما بعد فقد قال تبارك وتعالى في القران المجيد والفرقان الحميد انما المؤمنون الذين اذا ذكر الله وجلت قلوبهم واذا تليت عليهم اياته زادتهم ايمانا وعلى ربهم يتوكلون وقال تعالى لئن شكرتم لازيدنكم ولئن كفرتم ان عذابي لشديد وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم اربع من اعطيهن فقد اعطي خير الدنيا والاخره قلب شاكر ولسان ذاكر وبدن على البلاء صابر وزوجة لا تبغيه خونا في نفسها ولا ماله او كما قال عليه الصلاه والسلام صدق الله صدق الله مولانا العظيم وصدق رسوله النبي الحبيب الكريم ونحن على ذلك لمن الشاهدين والشاكرين والحمد لله رب العالمين respected ulama ikram elders and brothers it is the burning desire in the heart of every muslim that when he leaves this dunya he must go to jannat that is why we strive that is why we work we do good deeds a mu'min's focus is always jannat when i leave this dunya i want to go to jannat may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us all with jannat jannat without any reckoning but then in this dunya also people want to have a comfortable life they want to have a happy life a peaceful life a life of satisfaction and fulfillment we are going through a time wherein people have got everything in terms of materialistic things they have got everything what people never had 50 100 years ago we have got now all the comforts all the luxuries whatever you want you've got it but this the most important thing and that is that satisfaction and that fulfillment we cannot find it anymore people are looking for it in all different directions someone feels he'll get some satisfaction some fulfillment in a five star resort he's prepared to spend hundreds of thousands of rands thinking that he's going to get that satisfaction and that fulfillment there 
Someone thinks he's going to get it in good food. Someone thinks he's going to get it in some romantic relationship. And that is why people, now you find they've coined a new term. They're going through a midlife crisis. So the man all of a sudden is no more satisfied with his wife. He's no more satisfied with his home, with his life. Now he has to look for pleasure in other directions. But remember, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He has created man. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to teach us how to gain satisfaction in this world also. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam came to teach us how to be happy in this world. Hereafter you will get your rewards. But in this dunya also, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had taught us what to do, which line we need to take, it, what efforts we need to make in order for us to get that peace and satisfaction and fulfillment which the whole world is looking for. So this hadith which I recited in the khutbah, which is quoted by Abdullah ibn Abbas radiallahu ta'ala anhuma, in this hadith, it is a short hadith, there are four aspects mentioned in it. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has encapsulated the good fortune of this world and the year after. If you just take this hadith and understand it, comprehend it, digest it and apply it. Remember the words of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam are such that they need to be written in gold. These are the words which need to be, we need to hang in our homes, in our offices. All the time, look at the words of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa When you sleep at night, look at the words of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Let that be the last words ringing in your mind. When you wake up in the morning, let the advice of Rasulullah sallallahu be playing in your heart. And then you're going to work towards that. These are the words that need to be taught to our children. Not the nursery rhymes that they are learning, which have got absolutely no benefit in it. But they need to actually memorize the words of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said it in such a beautiful manner. أَرَبَعُمْ مَنْ أُعْتِيَهُنَّ فَقَدْ أُعْتِيَ خَيْرَ الدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةِ There are four favors of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that that person who is blessed with these four things, then he has got the good of this world and the good of the year after. That person is a fortunate person. That person is a successful person. Here also he got his success. And there also he got his success. What more can we ask for now? That is the desire of everyone. Everyone wants Jannah also. In this dunya also, he wants a happy life. He wants this dunya to become like Jannah for him. So Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned, what are the four things? Qalbun shakirun. The first thing is a heart that constantly makes shukr. Thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The second thing, Lisanun dhakir. A tongue that is always making zikr. Now this person got no time for chit chat. He got no time for backbiting. He got no time for criticizing, finding faults with people. Lisanun dhakir. His tongue is just moving in the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's flowing in the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The third thing Nabi Sallallahu mentioned, this dunya is a place of challenges. Remember, this is not Jannat. You can't get everything you want here. There has to be challenges. In fact, for a mu'min, there are more challenges. The more closer you become to Allah, the more Allah will test you. 
So, وَبَدَنٌ عَلَى الْبَلَاءِ A body that is patient on calamities. And the fourth thing Nabi Sasa mentioned is a loyal wife. وَزُوجَةٌ لَا تَبْغِيهِ خُونًا فِي نَفْسِهَا وَلَا مَالِ A wife who does not deceive the husband when it comes to herself, she is a chaste woman, she is a pure woman, and she does not deceive him when it comes to his wealth. She's very protective over the wealth of the husband. She doesn't want to squander, she doesn't want to waste, but rather she is protective over his wealth. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned that that person who has got these four nirmats, فَقَدْ أُعْتِيَ خَيْرَ الدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةِ That is a fortunate man. That man has really cashed in. He has got the good of this world and the good of the year after. If you look at this word shukr, it is a very common word. You will hear it all the time. You know, often you will ask a person, how are you doing? No, shukr, things are okay. You will always hear it in bayans. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself mentions in the Quran, وَقَلِيلٌ مِّنْ إِبَادِيَ الشَّكُورِ That very few of my servants are really grateful. Very few. There's a very few people that have actually got this shukr in their lives. And remember, if a person gets this quality of shukr in his life, as it ought to be, then this dunya becomes jannat for him. This dunya, will be, he will be very happy in this dunya, because he is constantly thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he is constantly grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he is constantly looking at the positive aspects in his life. We got a very dirty habit, a very bad habit we have got. 95 positive things in your life, you will turn a blind eye to. The five negative things, you look at that. Five negative things. Allah gave you 95 positive things, so many things for you to thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for. So many things for you to be grateful about. But unfortunately, we will turn a blind eye to all those positive nirmats and favors. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed us with and we'll only focus on the negatives, and that is why there is so much of complaining in our lives. So much of complaining. We wake up in the morning, sometimes we're complaining verbally, sometimes we're complaining within our minds. Why this? Why that? Why this person did this? Why he told me that? Why he behaved in this manner? Why? Because you forgot about all the other nirmats of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You never focused on what you were supposed to focus. So your mind went to the negatives. But an intelligent person, he focuses on the nirmats and favors of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the favors are countless. You cannot count the favors of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you can never do justice to making shukr for the favors of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Hazrat Dawood ala nabina wa alayhi salatu wasalam. His wording and dua that he would make, wherein he would make shukr to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has been recorded. Wherein he would say, Ilahi, Lo anna li kulli sha'ratim minni lisanin, yusabbihanika al-layla wa nahar Allah, if every strand of hair on my body had two tongues, glorifying you night and day, thanking you, glorifying you, ma qadaytu ni'matan min ni'amik, Allah will not do justice to even one of your ni'mats also. One of your favors also, I will never ever be able to make shukr. I will never ever be able to be grateful to you for that one ni'mat and one favor. 
Anbiya this is the way they thought. How can we thank Allah when the shukr is also a tawfiq from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Who allowed you to make shukr? Who gave you the tawfiq to make shukr? It is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He gave you that tawfiq. So that is also His ni'mat. How are you going to thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? You can never thank Allah sufficiently. So you need to come to a point where you understand Allah so many ni'mat, so many favors. I didn't qualify for these favors. I was not worthy of it. There was nothing different from me and other people. But you deprived them and you gave it to me. They were also your servants. Sometimes they were better people than me. Sometimes they were more pious people than me. They were people that came from better backgrounds. But Allah, you bless me with this ni'mat. You bless me with this favor. This is only your grace. It is only your mercy. And there's no way I can ever thank Allah sufficiently for even one ni'mat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we need to focus on the ni'mats and the favors of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And as I mentioned, there's countless ni'mats. There's so many ni'mats. Man asbaha minkum aminan fi sirbihi. That person wakes up in the morning and he's feeling a feeling of serenity. He's safe, he's sound, his house, everything is normal, everything is fine. I mean, how many people wake up in the morning to see that they lost a near and dear one? How many people wake up in the morning to see that they have been robbed? That, you know, some burglary had taken place. They have lost all their belongings. Now you're waking up in the morning with a feeling of security, safety, especially in our country, where we're surrounded with crime. Man asba minkum aminan fi sirbihi. Mu'afan fi jasadi. You're feeling well. You're feeling healthy. You can wake up. You can walk. You can talk. You're independent. Mu'afan fi jasadihi. You're feeling that afiyat. Indahu kutu yawmihi. Maybe you don't have millions and billions, but you got the food for that day. You know, today, alhamdulillah, I've got that food in my home. I won't starve. My family won't starve. Nabi Wasallam said, if you just think about these three ni'mats, فَقَدْ هِيزَتْ لَهُ dunya, As though the man got the entire dunya. As though the whole dunya is there in front of him now. That is how many ni'mats, if you only understand these ni'mats, you know, good health is such a great ni'mat. A person only understands the favor of good health when he gets sick. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. But often we get sick. But that too, that shifa also is such a great ni'mat. You know, a person gets sick. He gets sick maybe one week, two weeks, whatever it is. He takes medication, he does all that there. Where the shifa comes from? The shifa comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But then too, how many people after that say that, you know what, only Allah gave me the shifa. People will tell you everything else, you know what, I got sick. Immediately I went to, you know, that specialist, I knew you were such a good specialist, I went there. I took this medication, I used this antibiotic, quickly I did this. By this, people who did all that, they used better medication than you. They went to a better physician than your physician. They did everything, they never came right. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that sickness also, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know Hazrat Ayyub alayhi salam, according to some reports, his sickness lasted for 18 years. That's a Nabi of Allah. 18 days you get sick, what happens to you? 18 days. 18 days you're sick, you don't know what's happening, doctors are confused, what happens to you? You're already parashan now, now you're restless now, now you've got sleepless nights. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who saved you from that sickness? There was one pious person. We have to learn from pious people. We have to inculcate these qualities in our lives. 
How long are we going to waste our time on all futile activities? Throw money away on futile activities. Man can spend hundreds of thousands of futile activities. When he would find out that any neighbor of his got sick, so he would go visit him. Remember, that is a sunnat also. A very great sunnat. In fact, you need a, a separate session to speak on the virtues of visiting a sick person. That's what a great ibadat it is. So he'll go visit that person and then he'll find out, okay, brother, what happened? So I got sick. All right, then what? Then I went to the doctors. I had to pay so much of money to physician. Then I had to go to the hospital. Then I had to undergo surgery. This is how many thousands I have to spend. What he would do when he goes back home, he will take that money for someone who can afford it. Some people don't know what to do with their money now, so they have to throw it away. They have to throw it away in all futile activities. Make one function, spend millions and billions, and throw the money away. There's a lot of good avenues for you to spend your money in if you don't know what to do with your money. So this person will take that amount of money, all right, it costed this man, say, 200,000 rand, 300,000 rand, he'll go and take that money, he'll give it in sadaqah. And he'll make shukr to Allah, Allah, I could have also spent the same money for medical expenses, but you saved me, you saved me from that sickness, you saved me from that trauma, you saved me from that fear, you saved my family from that situation. Let me take that money now and spend it in sadaqah. Let me give that money to someone poor. Let me help someone. Let me bring a cheer to the face of someone. Let me up, you know, someone else assist them with some difficulty that they have got. Maybe a poor man, he needs medical treatment. He doesn't have the wealth. Instead of me taking that money and throwing it away, I'll give it to Allah and I'll be making shukr. I'll be thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There was one pious person, I'm talking about India now. If he goes to the marketplace, when he comes back home safely, he'll go and read two rakats of namaz. That time in India, I don't think maybe not even 1% of the crime that we got now. But he goes to the marketplace, he comes back home, Alhamdulillah, Allah took me safely, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brought me back safely. He goes and reads two rakats namaz to thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now you will go on a journey of thousands of miles, thousands of kilometers, using so many different modes of transport, after two, three weeks, one month, come back safely. How many people even have the tawfiq of from the bottom of their heart, saying, shukar alhamdulillah, thanks to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah brought me back safely. Remember, shukar is not only on the tongue, shukar is in the heart. A person from the recesses of his heart, he needs to understand that this is a ni'mat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In shukr, there's so much of enjoyment. You won't get that enjoyment in that ni'mat. Whatever ni'mat you have got, obviously every ni'mat you enjoy, there's some level of enjoyment. But when you really understand true shukr, and you can thank Allah from the recesses of your heart, that alhamdulillah you say, you know, you will carry on saying it and you won't want to stop saying it. And the amount of ecstasy and happiness that Allah will put in your heart and that sweetness that you will get in your heart, you won't receive that even from that ni'mat and that favor. Because that's what shukr is. When a man really has got this quality of shukr, truly this dunya becomes jannat for him. Because everything, he's only looking at the positives. Everything is looking. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's ni'mat. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's favor. Allah bless me in this way. You know, if you just take one meal, when we are eating one one meal, people are starving in the dunya. People are dying of starvation. 
You know what is the halat, what is, what is happening out in, uh, throughout the world. And here we have got so much of food on that one dasterkhan, so much of variety. And that food also, if you look at the ingredients coming from so many different parts of the world, how many resources were used for you to enjoy and relish that one meal? And what is our condition? We'll be watching TV. We'll be watching TV and we'll be putting the food in our mouth. So as though complete, showing complete disregard to the ni'mat and favor of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No regard at all. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there's people starving, there's people dying, and you bless me like this. This is the ni'mat you have blessed me with. This is how much is here. That too you get some people that they will start complaining now. They look for something to complain about, hey, you know, this food is... Uh, so cold or you know the salt is not they will look for things to complain about you've got people that throughout their life they only look for things to complain there are a lot of people like that we need to constantly look for things to be grateful of look for the ni'mats of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that one meal so many ni'mats of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala few years ago or two years ago when people were getting sick with the virus people were losing their taste now can you imagine the most delicious meal? If I put it before you, but you have got no taste, will you enjoy that meal? No. There'll be no difference between that meal or any other meal. So some of the students in the madrasa, they normally bring food from home. So they thought to themselves when they got sick, they said, no, no, we won't eat our home food. We'll just keep the home food in the fridge now. We'll just eat the normal madrasa food. And after when we come better, then we'll eat our food. Because then we can enjoy it. Because now there's no difference whether you're eating the home food or whether you're eating the madrasa. There's no difference for them. So this is but this one ni'mah just of the taste buds. Just this one thing. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't give you taste, how will you enjoy that meal? You can put the best meal in front of this person. Spend the... You know, how much money you want to go to the best restaurant, put the best meal in front of him, but he's got no taste. So these are all the ni'mats of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. These are, as I mentioned, time does not permit me to go into details, but one one ni'mat, just look at your eyesight. Imagine you could have bought a car for two million, three million, but you can't see. What's the difference? Whether you're driving the, you know, the old car, a cheap car, or an expensive car, what's the difference? You cannot see it. It's all for your sight. The enjoyment is your sight. You are looking at that car. You're looking at your home. You're looking at your mansion. You're getting enjoyment. This, this ni'mat of this eyesight, such a great ni'mat. You can't even put billions or trillions. How much of, what value you want to put to it? Someone tells you, I'll give you, you know, one billion rand. How many sane people? I have to bring this condition of sane because a lot of insane people in the dunya now. So then how many sane people will be prepared to do that deal? All right, give me the billion. One billion dollars and take my sight away. I don't want to see it. It's not prepared. I cannot give my sight. My sight is everything to me. So these are all the ni'mats and favors of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ulama explained that there are four levels of shukr. The first level is the verbal shukr. Remember when you make shukr, Allah ta'ala guarantees you. Allah ta'ala, guarantee. La'in shakartum la'azidannakum. If you make shukr, I will give you more and more. Every coming day will be a better day for you. Every day the quality of your life will be improving. Because you are making shukr. Allah Ta'ala is telling you, I will give you more. Whereas there's no question of depression. There's no question of anxiety. Allah Ta'ala is telling you, if you make shukr in the true sense of it now. Not just lip service. In the true sense of the word you make shukr. So the first level of shukr is you thank Allah Ta'ala verbally. Alhamdulillah. You know, Alhamdulillah, 
is the best dua you can make. It's a very powerful dua. The more you can say Alhamdulillah, the better it is. Instill this quality in the life, you know, your wife, your children. Make it their habit to always say Alhamdulillah. Let them thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The second is from the bottom of the heart now, from the recesses of the heart. Thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Really, ulama explain that every day to inculcate this within our lives. This is one of the most important things if you only understand the value of it. Every day take out a few minutes and talk to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, we're wasting so much of time on social media, all these futile things that we don't have time for the good things and the beneficial things. Get rid of all this futility of our lives. Take all of this and get it out of your system. Then see how much of time you get. So now you make shukr. You talk to Allah Ta'ala and, 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 and verbally or in your heart, thank Allah Subhanahu Allah Ta'ala, you bless me with this. You bless me with that. This favor, this ni'mat. If just from the morning till now, I'm not even talking from the time you're born. From the morning till now, you start with all the ni'mats, all the favors. Allah Ta'ala protected you, you went where to work, you came back, you came to the masjid, Allah protected you. Nothing, that's that. Remember, we're seeing all these kidnappings and all these things happening. Allah is protecting us. Allah has got angels protecting us. There's angels there. It's not your own intelligence or your intellect or you know, I'm doing things rightly. Your good health, all these things is Allah's nirmats. So you thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Talk to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Start thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Gradually you'll feel that coming from the recesses of your heart. Then it will bring tears in your eyes. Then you'll start crying. Allah, I can't thank, thank you enough. Allah, there's, I, I, there's nothing I can do to, to thank you, to show you my appreciation of your favor. And this will improve your quality, with Allah, your, your, your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now your love for Allah is growing. Your recognition for Allah is growing. Now you want to make ibadat. Now you want to be the first person in the masjid. Now you don't want to leave the masjid. I, I can't leave. Allah has been so kind to me. So the second thing is this. The third thing, respected friends, is then use those ni'mats in the... In, 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 in the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, don't use it in the disobedience of Allah. Anything, anything, don't ever use it in the disobedience of Allah. And the fourth level of shukr is those who are means of that favor reaching you. Your parents, you know, people who had done you favors, people who had assisted you, always be grateful to them also. Thank them for that, for that favor and that ihsan and that kindness that they shown to you. Inshallah, if we inculcate these qualities within our lives, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bless us with the good of this world and the good of the year after. Just to recap the hadith that we mentioned in the beginning, the four things that if you got, you got the good of the world and the year after. The first is a heart that constantly makes shukr. The second is a tongue that always makes zikr. The third is a body that is patient on calamities. And fourth is a loyal wife who does not deceive the husband when it comes to herself. When it comes to his wealth, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the true understanding.